Chapter 81 of Explanation of Catholic Morals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Explanation of Catholic Morals by John H. Stapleton. Chapter 81 Scandal. On only rare occasions do people who follow the bent of their unbridled passions bethink themselves of the double guilt that frequently attaches to their sins seemingly satisfied with the evil they have wrought unto their own souls they choose to ignore the wrong that they may have done unto others as a consequence of their sinful doings they believe in the principle that every soul is personally responsible for its own damnation which is true but they forget that many elements may enter as causes into such a calamity we are in no wise isolated beings in this world our lives may and do affect the lives of others and influence them sometimes in an extraordinary extent we shall have each of us to answer one day for results of such influence there is no man but is in this sense his brother's guardian they are who deny this like cain yet we know that jesus christ spoke clearly his mind in regard to scandal and the emphasis he lays on his anathemas leaves no room to doubt of his judgment on the subject scandal in fact is murder not corporal murder which is a vengeance crying abomination but spiritual murder heinous over the other in the same measure as the soul's value transcends that of the body kill the body and the soul may live and be saved kill the soul and it is lost eternally properly speaking scandal is any word or deed evil or even with an appearance of evil of a nature to furnish an occasion of spiritual downfall to lead another into sin it does not even matter whether the results be intended or merely suffered to occur it does not even matter if no results follow at all it is sufficient that the stumbling block of scandal be placed in the way of another to his spiritual peril and designed by nature to make him fall on him who placed it is the guilt of scandal the act of scandal consists in making sin easier to commit as though it were not already easy enough to sin for another natural grace of which we are not totally bereft raises certain barriers to protect and defend the weak and feeble conspicuous among these are ignorance and shame evil sometimes offers difficulties the one's physical the other's spiritual such as innate delicacy sense of dignity timidity instinctive repugnance for filth human respect dread of consequences etc these stand on guard before the soul to repel the first advances of the tempter which are the most dangerous the devil seldom unmask the heavy batteries until the advance posts of the soul are taken it is the business of scandal to break down these barriers and for scandal this work is as easy as it is nefarious for curiosity is a hungry appetite virtue is often protected with a very thin veil and vice can be made to lose its hideousness and assume charms to untried virtue irresistible there is nothing doing for his satanic majesty while scandal is in the field he looks on and smiles 
there may be some truth in the darwinian theory after all if we judge from the imitative propensities of the species probably an inherited trait of our common ancestor the monkey at any rate we are often more easily led by example than by conviction example leads us against our convictions asked why we did this or that knowing we should not have done it we answer with simian honesty because such a one did it or invited us to do it we get over a good many old-fashioned notions concerning modesty and purity after listening to the experiences of others we forget to be ashamed in the presence of the brazen the unabashed and the impudent we feel partially justified in doing what we see done by one to whom we are accustomed to look up if he acts thus we say how can it be so very wrong in me and if everybody and everybody sometimes means a very few if everybody does so it cannot be so bad as i first imagined thus may be seen the workings of scandal in the mind and soul of its victim remembering our natural proneness to cardinal indulgence it is not surprising that the victims of scandal are so many but this cannot be taken as an apology for the scandal-giver rather the contrary since the malice of his sin has possibilities so unbounded scandal supposes an inducement to commit sin which is not the case when the receiver is already all disposed to sin and is as bad as the giver nor can scandal be said properly to be given when those who receive it are in all probability immune against the evil some people say they are scandalized when they are only shocked if what shocked them has nothing in it to induce them into sinning then the received scandal is only imaginative nor has any been given then the number of persons scandalized must be considered as an aggravating circumstance finally the guilt of scandal is greater or less according to the helplessness of the victim or intended victim and to the sacredness for his or her right to immunity from temptation children being most sacred in this respect of course god is merciful and forgives us our offences however great they may be we may undo a deal of wrong committed by us in this life and die in the state of grace even after the most abominable crimes theologically therefore the idea has little to commend itself but it must have occurred to more than one how does one feel in heaven knowing that there is in hell at that moment one or more through his or her agency how mysterious is the justice of god to suffer such a state of affairs and although theoretically possible how can anyone count on such a contingency in his or her particular case if the scandalous would reflect seriously on this they would be less willing to take the chances offered by a possibility of this nature End of chapter 81